0: Hello and welcome aboard another episode of the Galan Says Podcast, live on Twitch, on podcast, via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, etc., watch on YouTube, subscribe, like, rate, review, etc., etc., etc. In case you've been living under a rock, and I have been hiding under a rock for the last couple of hours because I was in a bitter, bitter, salty, somewhat intoxicated mood, Deshaun Watson has been traded, but not to the Atlanta Falcons, not to the New Orleans Saints like we thought. Deshaun Watson was traded to the Cleveland Browns. Hey, Paul, what was the cost of Deshaun Watson for Cleveland? Well, the Texans are going to get three first-round picks this year, next year, 2024 as well, a third-round pick in 2023, a fourth-round pick in 2024. They send a 2024 fifth-round pick to Cleveland in the trade as well. So, Deshaun Watson is gone. The Texans get pick number 13 in this year's coming draft. They will likely not get very good first-round picks from the Browns' picks in years to come. Immediately after this is done, the Cleveland Browns gave Deshaun Watson a five-year, $230 million contract. It is all guaranteed. It's $80 million more guaranteed money than any other player in NFL history. And what's even crazier is that he is going to get just $1 million in the first year of his contract, a year where he will likely face some sort of suspension. Huh. So he's not going to lose any money for that year. Look, I, uh, there's going to be a lot of questions, and Stone Jam 206 says the Texans got a halt. Yes, that is accurate. The Texans did get a lot. And honestly, you know, given the Bill O'Brien era, I think anyone who has followed this team, you're just thankful to get something, especially after watching the Devontae Adams trade yesterday. Jesus. Devontae Adams, the Packers get him. All they traded, all they got in return for him, a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and they gave him an $150 million contract where the Texans get a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and David Johnson in exchange for DeAndre Hopkins, and a fourth-round pick. Also, DeAndre Hopkins can can get a two-year $54 million contract. So there's a part of me that's thankful. First off, that the Houston Texans got more than they got in the last time that they did a trade. Second, all, second of all, I'm just glad I don't have to talk about this shit ever again. I don't have to talk to, about Deshaun Watson ever again. And you know what? I'm going to give the Texans a lot of credit for the way that they actually handled something because they released a statement not too long ago, and it was about the the uh, Deshaun Watson trade. And in the statement, if you read it, and I don't know why I'm looking at the Texans Twitter all of a sudden. Here it is. Um I guess you can't look at it, look at it on TweetDeck for some reason. I should stop using TweetDeck. But the statement from Nick Casario. Earlier today, we agreed to trade Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. I felt it was the right move for our organization as we head into the new league year, focused on building our roster for the 2022 season. Our priority right now is adding talented players to the foundation we have already put in place over the last 15 months, and this trade supports that plan. As we navigate through the rest of the offseason, we remain open-minded to all avenues that allow us to improve our roster and add to our program. Did you notice anything missing there? You know what I loved most of all is that Nick Casario didn't say shit to Deshaun Watson. Goes, toodaloo, bye-bye, get the fuck out of town. Signed a four-year, $160 million contract. (sighs) I don't want to play anymore. And then on top of that, all of this stuff takes place. And you're just so tone-deaf coming out of it after no criminal charges were filed against you. Cal McNair, I will give you a high-five, a rare high-five. I'm extremely proud of the way Nick Casario navigated us through this challenging situation. Damn right. He remained patient, also damn right, before ultimately making the decision that is best for us in both the short and long term. We're confident in our plan to build a championship program that can sustain success and our entire organization is excited to move forward together. Once again, nothing. You get nothing, Deshaun Watson. No goodbye, no tribute video. Get the fuck out of town and go up to Cleveland, the mistake by the lake, by that lake on fire, and enjoy yourself. And I know I sound bitter right now. That's not my intention. but. I think it's important to remember who this guy is. Because we're going to forget. That's what we do. We always forget. Uh, SKLZ Immortal says, can we agree Deshaun is a freak and a quitter? Yeah, clearly. Read the Jenny Vrentis report or listen to Mina Kimes podcast this week where she talked about the findings in said report about Deshaun Watson. We forget We forget everything. Remember what Kobe Bryant did back in what, 2003? We forget. Does anyone bring that up now that he's passed away? No. We forget. And people will forget this, just like they forgot shit that Ben Roethlisberger did. You got to remind them about what happened in Milledgeville, Georgia. People always forget because we've got such short fucking attention spans. So I'm just going to remind you, this is Deshaun Watson. I guess allegedly. But when there's 22 allegations, I mean, are you really going to try to deny it? The 22 active civil suits allege Watson during massage therapy appointments in a write-up that was put together by The Athletic forced two women to perform oral sex on him, ejaculated on four women and in front of two others, groped four women, kissed another woman unprompted upon arrival 18 of the 22 active suits also accuse Watson of inappropriately touching women with his penis during the massage therapy sessions. And I mean, the Cleveland Browns talk about how they want an adult. Baker Mayfield's in the right to essentially be a, a little bit pouty in this situation. The Browns are a dumb fuck organization and this is a team that does not give us shit They're just tired of being stuffed in a locker by the Pittsburgh Steelers over the course of their entire existence. They're tired of it. And guess what they're going to do because of it? They're going to bring in the exact same thing as Ben Roethlisberger. That is Deshaun Watson in his own different way. But don't, don't bring that up to Deshaun Watson. The truth will set you free from criminal prosecution. Okay, let's add a little asterisk to the end of that. Uh, David Muligeta. Remember him? Keep the same energy, dot, dot, dot. Uh, You're not out of the woods yet. Remember what happened in OJ's civil case? I think a lot of people felt that OJ did something. Beyond a reasonable doubt, that's what you need in a criminal case. In a civil case, you don't need that. Just need to have a pretty good inkling about what happened, and as SKLZ Immortal, sorry, I'm having a hard time reading it exactly. Twenty-two women aren't lying. That's disgusting. I hadn't heard that. That that's the specifics. Those are the specifics. The specifics that everyone is not going to remember from here on out. So look, I, I'm just glad this is done. To be perfectly honest, like the, the Texans Hall, whatever. I, I I'll focus on the drafts. I guess starting on what, Tuesday, Wednesday or something next week, we can move on. And I think we're all thankful for that. But, you know, to see that the, the Browns, this is who they are, they get their adult, as Dan Hanzoos perfectly put it, around the NFL podcast, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. It's just, everyone's just so full of shit. And look, I think we all know why Deshaun Watson didn't go to Atlanta and didn't go to New Orleans. He wanted to get paid and paid some more. That's why things took as long as they did. And that's how the Browns snuck back into the equation. They realized, you know what? We can pay him and we can win this by paying him. Let's shift away from Deshaun Watson and entirely though in the specifics because the specifics again let me read them to you so that it is burnt into your brain yes it's allegedly it's 22 active civil suits forced two women to perform oral sex on him ejaculated on four women and in front of two others groped four women kissed another woman unprompted upon arrival i did ask that question last friday about hey would you A couple of years from now, and that's why I mean a couple of years from now, say Watson is successful in Cleveland now, would you maybe have regrets about your team not taking a shot on him? Let's be honest. I mean, I I still think that some people, even reading that, would still feel that way. If Watson wins a Super Bowl with Cleveland, multiple Super Bowls, especially with Cleveland, you're probably going to think to yourself, well, well, because that's kind of how we all are to an extent. Every single one of the football teams that we like brings aboard some guy who is an absolute piece of shit. Talent trumps being a good person. That's how it works. Pretty much in all life, but also in the NFL especially. And we shouldn't be surprised by Cleveland. I'm not. I'm not, you know, Cleveland is no different than any other organization across the league. They all act like they stand on high morals, but like the Seahawks bring in Frank Clark, they bring in Jaron Reed, you know? like These are things that happen all over the place. T. Keen says, I'm kind of looking to the six first round picks. Kind of disappointed we didn't get any players back, though. Eh, I, look, what are you going to do with the players that you get in the short term? You know, think about it from that perspective. This is not a team that's going to contend next year. They're not. Build up the offensive line. See what Davis Mills can do. And then you take a look at next year's draft and maybe one of the picks that you get, maybe Deshaun Watson suspended for most of next season. That pick that you get from Cleveland is actually going to be a good pick next year, too. We'll see. I'm not holding my breath, but I want to shift. You know, I've never had a great deal of respect for sports reporters because I've always found that they take themselves entirely too seriously. You cover a fucking game. There are people in the Ukraine right now who are covering an actual war. There were people when I was growing up watching television who were going to Iraq, who were going to Afghanistan covering wars. Those people have balls of steel, and I respect the hell out of them. I don't really respect people that cover politics as much. It's a little bit of a different story, but hey, at least politics matters. Sports don't. And the people who cover sports act as if they are this upper-class individual that is explaining to you, the unwashed masses, how the sport that you watch with your eyeballs works. And look, they'll fill you in on some interesting details from time to time, and they'll fill you in on some drama from time to time. And I'll be honest, we all... Bite into it because the NFL, as a soap opera goes, is pretty damn entertaining. But the reporters that are at the top of the food chain in the NFL, I'm out on all of them because they're all the same damn person. All of them. Have you seen what's been going on on social media today in the wake of the Deshaun Watson trade or just in the weeks leading up to it? agent bootlicking and franchise bootlicking do i get it when it comes to licking the franchise boot i do because access etc cetera, etc cetera, a team will shut you out if you don't cover them favorably but you would think that some of these journalists would actually be critical pointed from time to time they are skeptics Asking questions. Wondering how this just happened. But they move on. They forget. And they talk about whatever meat is right in front of you. This happens in sports. I hear it happens in political talk on a regular basis. The franchise bootlicking, though, I get. The agent bootlicking sickens me. And if you take a look at the average NFL reporter these days, for the most part... The ones that break news all the time are legitimately recycling what agents who are basically just a bunch of Ari Golds from Entourage, if you haven't watched that show, he's an entertaining character. He's also a piece of shit. That's what they are. Liars who are trying to squeeze every last dime that they possibly can out of the Barons that own these NFL teams. I guess you could call them Robin Hoods if you want. Whatever the case, they are who they are. They lie when they lie, and they will do whatever it takes for their client to get money. Suppose that's loyalty, but when someone like that is talking to you, how often are you actually going to believe what they say? Seriously. Those people will do anything to get money. Is it worth journalistic integrity? Again, we're talking about covering sports. To just recycle exactly what that person says over and over again. I made fun of baseball writer John Heyman for this once because he legitimately just recycles what Scott Boris, super agent of baseball, wants to say. I said something. Oh, did Scott tell you to write that? And he drunkenly responded to me in a couple of very uh, unintelligible responses. I don't know if he actually was drunk, but it read like he was drunk. And then he blocked me on Twitter. Uh. A little sensitive. Did reality hit you right in the stomach? Hmm. But I don't know why. I thought baseball writers just suck. Football's different. I don't know why I thought that. And I'm going to give you some examples of the bootlicking that we have seen over the last couple of days and over the last week or so. A couple of days ago, weeks and I saw uh, my old co-host at Seven Ten, Danny O'Neill, did a great write-up on his Substack about this, and I encourage you to read it because Danny and I are bros, and I, Danny, and like I actually had to t- t- text like all caps to Danny today. I'm like, you're so fucking right. This is unbelievable. But Adam Schefter had tweeted after it was found that Deshaun Watson wasn't going to face any criminal charges. This is why Deshaun Watson from the beginning welcomed a police investigation. He felt he knew that the truth would come out. And today, a grand jury did not charge him on any of the criminal complaints. He also retweeted, keep the same energy from David Muligeta. You tweet that. Well, why not add the context of, but the truth didn't come out. We didn't get anything. He pled the fifth. He just sat there, didn't answer any fucking questions. Where's the critical mind there? Where's the critical thinking? Where are the questions? I mean, everyone that goes to journalism school. I went there. Schefter went there. He went to Michigan. That's a good school. These people that go there, when you're there, I mean, the idealist in us always wants to be the person. I'm going to be Woodward and Bernstein. I watched um, All the King's Men, All the President's Men. It's an old movie starring Robert Redford and, um, shit, I forget his name. Uh, Dustin Hoffman. There we go. Um, And it's about something that took place. A real story. The breaking of the Watergate scandal with Richard Nixon's election. And I think a lot of people, when you go to journalism class, you will watch that movie. And you will probably think to yourself, I can actually make a difference in this field. I've gotten cynical and jaded over the past couple of years. And I'm now of the belief that I'm not sure that you really can. And of course, you're not going to do it in the sports world. But again, what the fuck? Why not say like, but he's full of shit afterwards. You're Adam i You can say whatever you want. Oh, boo-hoo, you're not going to have David Mulligata giving you information to read directly off of a teleprompter anymore. Oh, wow, that's going to be so hard for you. You're Adam Schefter. doesn't matter. You are Adam Schefter. You actually, if you want, can insert your opinion into things. And by the way, he does. He has done it to talk about the NFL and call them out for domestic violence things in the past. Where the fuck's that energy now? Where is it? Who else? Because he's not alone and doing the boot looking. Here's Ian Rappaport. Deshaun Watson plans to waive his no-trade clause to the Browns, sources tell me in Tom Pellicero. Yes, the Browns. You see the tone there. You're just like, wow. Deshaun Watson quit on a team for a season and forced his way out to Cleveland. Another tweet. Hmm. How about Albert Breer? The Browns have been laying in the weeds for quarterback Deshaun Watson for months. They've done their homework and stuck with it through their elimination earlier this week. A game-changing acquisition. Well, what's their fucking homework? Is Deshaun Watson better than Baker Mayfield? Yes? Yes, it is. That's not homework. That's common sense. So here he is giving the Browns a little participation trophy, a dinosaur sticker for literally replacing a quarterback that clearly has limitations with one of the best quarterbacks in the game and overlooking the whole, Oh, Whoa. I mean, they didn't look into whether or not he's a piece of shit. They didn't ask any of the alleged victims about what happened. None of these teams did. They didn't want to. And again, I'm I'm not surprised by that either, but where are the reporters talking about that? Why not? And I asked this because look it's as if these people don't have female friends. maybe maybe I'm different. I have I have a lot of girlfriends I'm not this is not any like humble bragging oh, a lot of my friends are girls. no women. I, I'm friends with a lot of women. I know how they feel about this shit. How can I knowing these people and how they feel about what's going on? how can I be so callous? I honestly in retrospect on Friday that question I asked I'll say once again I, I feel like it maybe was a little bit callous the more that I think about it and I definitely ranted about it this week on Twitch. But the more I've thought about it, and especially after going back and rereading that, just to give myself a little bit of context, that, again, Deshaun Watson, what did he do? Forced two women to perform oral sex on him, allegedly. Ejaculated on four women and in front of two others, allegedly. Groped four women, allegedly. Kissed another woman and prompted upon a rival, allegedly. And touched women, 18 of the 22, uh, inappropriately with his penis during the massage therapy session. So, women see that, and they're like, what the fuck? We're just gonna look by this? We're not gonna care? We're going to, in fact act as if they are lying, which is essentially what Adam Schefter is implying, what David Mulageta is saying, what Deshaun Watson is saying, where's the remorse? It's not there. How about this, of all things? That of all the people that are the ones that are holding, I guess, I don't know, media accountable, it's skip goddamn Bayless. Skip Bayless! Here's what he wrote. Here's the irony. The Browns wanted an adult at quarterback, so they acquired a new face of the franchise who faces 22 civil suits from women accusing him of everything from sexual misconduct to sexual assault. Skip Bayless is the one who gets it. But Adam Schefter, who I'm sure looks down on Skip Bayless, he's not doing it. Albert Breer, I'm sure he does the same thing. He's not doing it. Ian Rapoport, I'm sure he is doing that for sure with Skip Bayless. He's not doing it. And here I am, mad about it. Maybe it's because I'm jealous that these people have risen to the top and they've done it without any semblance of a soul. Maybe it's because I realize that if I'm going to like actually go places in my career, at least based off the way that the corporate media structure is these days, is that I'm going to have to actually just sit back and say, yep, yeah, that's not a big deal. It just goes against every fiber of my being. I'm not going to act like I'm some you know, morally pious person. I'm a. I'm a degenerate myself, but I'm not someone to shut up when I see something that I think is wrong. I speak up. Probably you're going to get yelled at. Maybe get fired. Maybe get yelled at, yelled at while getting fired. Maybe you hurt my chances to get a job somewhere else, whatever. I, I'm just disgusted by this. Like this is, this is the top. This is the pinnacle. This is what, when somebody else say like some person working in, I don't know, like Paducah, Iowa, or something like that. Hey, it's, it's me, uh, Harry McGee on 1073, the sports animal. The great Adam Schefter joins me. The great Ian Rappaport joins me. What, the information salesmen? Who don't apply critical thinking that just tweet out whatever an agent wants them to say? I mean, that's, what, that's what the whole game fucking is. I got into it because I liked watching sports. I got into it because especially I thought I understood football better than most. I played it not very well. You know, I talk about playing high school and flag football all the time. But, you know, that's not anywhere close to the level that NFL players have. That's, you know, I don't know anything about defenses to the way NFL players do, let alone offenses and offensive concepts. But I feel like I understand what I see when I watch things. That's what I like to talk about. I like to talk about the game. I'd much rather be talking about why I like watching Deshaun Watson roll out of the pocket and bomb it downfield to guys like Will Fuller the way that he did with an unbelievable touch. But some of these guys off the field, you look at them and you're like, wait a second, what? And he's just allowed to play football? And he gets a second chance because he's good at football? Any other industry, you'd be blackballed for life. But in this one in particular, it seems like if you're talented enough, oh boy, all this goes to the side. You know we talk about cancel culture all the time. Well, cancel culture works in the case of Harvey Weinstein. Maybe sometimes it goes a little bit too far as far as people that we feel like don't deserve jobs anymore and should be fired because they're a piece of shit. But in this situation people forget. And once you get that second chance, I mean, you're you're fine. You're home free. It's funny. Ray Rice never got that second chance. And I was always of the opinion that if you do something shady like this, get the fuck out. Bye-bye, toodaloo. I remember people would get mad at me all the time saying, oh, Paul, you can't tell somebody that they can't have a second chance in life or something like that. And that's not what I was fucking saying. What I was saying is, you can have a second chance in whatever the hell you want. It just ain't football. I look at that as some sort of a privilege. The NFL talks about how it's a privilege to play the game. Yeah. They didn't suspend him at all last year where he was off to the side with the Texans. They didn't didn't do anything about it. They don't care about these things. And again, I know, I know they don't. They act like they do though. And so many people act like they do. But the worst part about this is everyone's going to forget this in five years. Everyone will forget it. I mean, some people will bring it up from time to time. Maybe someone like butthurt that sounds butthurt like me because I still bring up how I dislike James Harden. I still bring up how I dislike Russell Wilson. A lot of these guys just think they're not real people. They're full of shit. They don't treat people right. Varying reasons. I'm not saying that about Russ, by the way. That's more James Harden. But it just bothers me that people accept this, that they don't challenge it, that they don't question it, and that these people are getting paid tons of money to cover these leagues. I get it. I guess you don't bite the hand that feeds you, but I don't know. Sometimes, Sometimes you should bite the hand that feeds you. In this situation, you should. They should. They have the ability to do it, and they've done it before. And here they're just like, so, I'm sorry I sound depressed and bummed out. I mean, I, I should be happy. Deshaun Watson's gone. I don't have to talk about, oh, where's Deshaun Watson going to go? Oh, is it New Orleans? Is it Atlanta? Like, while completely ignoring the fact, all those things that I've listed several times, I guess I could do it again for effect. That would be cool, huh? But I'm not going to. I'm just going just gonna to wrap it up like this. Um, I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you enjoy March Madness. It's a shame that this is spoiling my March Madness watching. I had to go watch Free Guy to get get myself in a better mood. The Ryan Reynolds movie on HBO Max before I recorded this. But we do this generally every afternoon at 3. This afternoon was a little bit different because I did a double shift uh, doing the Killer Bees with Joel Blank because Jeremy Branham's uh, with the Cougs at the NCAA tournament. We're recording this. I think the game is actually about to start right now. So I'm going to watch that game. Um, I hope you guys really have a wonderful weekend and enjoy the March Madness. So long. Farewell. We'll be doing another one of these Twitch shows at 3 o'clock on Monday. And, of course, if you haven't already, like the Galant Says Podcast on wherever you like your podcast. Wait, do you like the podcast anymore? This is a terrible exit. I'm so bad at ending this shit. Subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can also subscribe on YouTube. Like the video, leave a comment, whatever. I appreciate all the support that y'all have been giving me. Seriously, we're going to turn this Twitch show into a bad-ass fucking show, and you're a part of it, and you're a part of it on the podcast as well. Twitch.tv slash Galant says, if you want to actually watch this thing in action, interact with me live. Again, so long. Farewell. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody.